is we don't we don't like to think about us being animals. We really don't, even though we are, right? And animals will go eat things in their area. Um, they'll they'll pollinate flowers. They'll do this. They'll do that. Right, the whole nine. And like take take when you eat honey from like your your local area, um, how it like helps you with your immune immune system as well as it helps with like allergies. And I take that and and we don't necessarily think that like we think a pill or the me the modern medicine, the man made medicine. We wander our way over, you know, because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink, clink. Oh, you know what I, you know what I, I find myself doing, and I hope our our listeners do it too, because you do such a good job. And I hope your ukulele's nearby, because I hope you you have you could set aside a minute or so for our listeners today to play that. Um, because at the end of every episode, it's the it's the same song that opens it up, and. I always listen because like I just have my phone playing, you know, I'm working on something in the background, you know, just listening to it, uh, the weekly episode. And I'll always go clink right at the end of, uh, of that one, but there's no clink there. So maybe we need to edit that in there. I don't know. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's hilarious because like literally on the last episode where we talk about our favorite gear, you opened up with this same conversation, <laughs> how you okay. wanted a clink at the end. Well, I'm still protesting. Oh my gosh, did I really? Yeah, that's almost verbatim. Like you were wishing there was a clink. And uh, I literally um, was saying uh, how I didn't think anybody actually made it to that point of the episode. Because, uh, you know, the music, it's a, little, it's a little long there. So it takes a while to get to that end point once the ukulele kicks in. So I figure people just hear that and then they're like, all right, click off. And there's like maybe 10 seconds left. Well, you know, let us know. I think, but I do think today we should bring it out for, for a minute or so, you know, maybe before we get into the top five, because, you know, or maybe, maybe in between like two and three, who knows? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I haven't played that thing in so long. Um, I've been so busy. It's, I mean, I, I do actually have it real close by but i haven't shit i haven't played it in forever ironically i was thinking about pulling it out to play a little bit last night but overall holy shit i haven't i haven't touched it since like august oh man well maybe we'll maybe we'll have to just so you can you can say it hasn't been since august um but anyway i what i i think it's fun uh we're getting into some good stuff today but I was walk, watching this documentary. I'm out here in Oregon right now, uh, staying at my parents' house. I'm like, well, what to watch on TV, you know? Because, like, the older you get, you realize that's why we move out. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, yeah. And uh, they uh, were, ta we were talking, and I was just like, oh, I'm going to throw some. Oh, David Attenborough, I haven't seen this. And I was talking to you before the show started about how this episode, uh, you've already seen it. I thought it was brand new, but uh, it's called uh, Breaking Boundaries, The Science of Our Planet. And David Attenborough uh, is in this one. And it's such a interesting documentary about just like, have we hit that tipping point of climate change? 
and then they kind of break it out into these nine categories of you know is the plastics and man-made pollution where can we measure that it's unmeasurable all that crazy stuff and tipping points like people don't understand we have been getting warnings for the last 40 years since the 80s on like hey we, we can't be doing this and we didn't stop we just kept going up 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 more plastics more of this more of that because there's more people and i don't know oh. yeah it's a it's a touchy touchy subject because we have had these signs for like ever <clears throat> you know so well not ever but like for a long time and you know some of it has changed the science you know like back in the day when the inconvenient truth and al gore was out you know a lot of that has changed too in the science and you know the argument a lot of people have is oh the target keeps moving so is it really an issue well, yes, it is. We're seeing some effects of this like every year. You're just refusing to call it due to climate change. You know, the wildfires, the bigger hurricanes, the floodings, all of this is stuff that we were told is going to happen. And like now people are just like, man, it's kind of getting worse. This is odd. <laughs> well, and, and, and they, they try and point fingers and, and, and blame other people or other parties or whatever that may be. And, and you're right, because like they show the carbon in the atmosphere, right? That's how we've measured forever. That's how we've just measured where we're at. And for the last 10,000 years, we have been in that one degree uh, range. And it wasn't until like, I think 30 years ago, we got finally out of that range and they've classified the world is now classified. We're no longer in that age of the world. We're in a completely new age that is yeah. unmeasured because we're outside that degree. And we don't necessarily know because here we are fucking it up. 100%. I think they call that that age that we were in a while ago, like the Holocene. Yes. And so that's like, that's that talk of like, you know, I always go back to my boy, um, who is it, uh, Thanos and balance. You know, we were at a stage of balance at that point where we were able to stay. And now that we're out of that range of balance, you know, things are going to fall apart. And, you know, there's people out there that say, hey, the world just goes in these cycles and we're going to hit some point in time where you know, the cycle is going to restart and we're going to hit the Holocene again. Let's go ahead and say that that is a true statement. What happened to restart the cycle? Well, there's mass extinction, <laughs> you know, so all of this way of life is gone. We can use the good to get us back into the Holocene, that one degree of difference. We can use the technology and stuff that we have in modern society to get us back there. We don't have to just say, this is the way it is. This is the way it is. No, we can change it. But instead, we're producing more plastics. We're using more gasoline. We're using more energy, creating those carbon um, emissions up into it, those greenhouse gases. And we're just like, yeah, it is what it is. It's a cycle. And, and it's kind of crazy too, because when you look at what's driving it, it's, it's greed and, and greed of money and wealth and and that because we know better we know we don't want plastics but someone's making money off of it you, me and you you know we, we 
you, you go to the store, right? I want to buy a McDonald's drink, right? Well, yeah. it's, coming in a, it's coming in a plastic cup with a plastic straw. Like that's being created. And, and I get like, people want to pick apart, I think the sing singularity of, of the incidents or the events, you know, they want to pick apart like, oh, you just don't like, you know, the straws because they're killing the turtles or doing that. And it's like, no, that's one thing of the million things that we're doing wrong. We're doing this, we're doing that, you know, and we're all at fault. Um, not, not one of us is, is, is I, I don't think not one, ah, I shouldn't say that because there are people out there that are truly living probably off the land and off the, like in a, in a harmonistic way with everything. Um, and I, I don't know, I was question, I question it too, because I questioned the Native American side and how before Columbus, before first contact, these tribes were more, there wasn't war. There was no documentations of a lot of war. Um, and I, I, I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, when you're pushing, when people are pushing you west because they're taking the land, you're going to have those conflicts. So that little bit of brief history of Indian wars and making them savages, and then also using that in Western history to do that, you know. But I'm curious that those 300 years, 400 years ago, here on North America, when, when the bison were in the six millions, uh, we kind of see it in Africa a little bit, but we're starting to lose that on the savannas. Um, and I'm interested because I saw the, the how we farm and take water and do all that too. Uh, and that's something I've been on a kick, which is crazy, is about the water and how all these cities pull water. And I, I've talked about that on the podcast before. Um, but it's true. We don't, we don't think about that. We don't think about the things we're taking out of the environment as well as putting in, like we're taking out far farmland and rainforests are starting to become savannas. Yeah. It's uh, desertification, yeah. um, which is a huge, it's a huge deal. That's been an issue for a long time. And, um, I was talking to someone actually about this the other day and I said, no one talks about it. No one understands like this concept of desertification. And, you know, a lot of the problems of overpopulation are only going to get bigger, not because we have necessarily more people, but because the people we have are getting shrunk into more and more smaller spaces. So our deserts are growing, turning what was once a luscious, like land that you could grow crops on and live off of is now becoming barren. Due to a lot of reasons, right? Water, improper uh, management of the soil. There's a lot of reasons in that. But regardless, our like livable land is becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. And those people are getting pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. So people are going south to north. And we're going to hit a point where we don't have enough resources in the available land. And it, it, it's, it's a bummer, you know. Um, it, you wish we could do something about it. I think we have the means to, the technology to. Um, the issue is, you know, we hit a point in our life, there was not long ago where it was just, let's make life easier. And that made, that brought in the plastics, the gasoline and stuff. And that allowed us to do a lot. Like, I don't want to discredit those things, but there is a payoff with it. 
And so now where we are at, we need to go back to being smarter with our resources, with what we are putting out there. And the issue is there's not a lot of money in that, or there, there could be, but there isn't right now because the people that got rich helping us make life easier, easier don't want to lose what they already have. And you can't blame them because you don't want to lose what you already have either. <laughs> right. I, I get it. I empathize with that. I totally actually do get that. Um, it's still like the matter of fact of what it is. It's, I'm not saying like shame, shame, we know your name type deal. I'm saying I see the problem, but I understand why you are thinking that way. No, exactly. Exactly. No, I think it's 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 very interesting because at this rate and the direction we're headed, we're not stopping anytime soon. No. And especially given given the conflicts of politics throughout the world too. Um, I think to properly fix it, you may you may have to take the the vegetables the fruits the growing everything that we farm right and even that livestock and i think it goes back to you know our wolf debate when i'm saying we need to farm bison in the north american content continent and not cows because you are having those issues those livestock from the from the european continent take different nutrients take different uh waters and amounts of everything you know what i'm saying so if you could restore it to its natural thing but that means we have to think on a international level where where we're working as one because i think that has to go even as far as farming right where well we know apples grow best in washington and and the environment thrives there so that's where all the apple farms will be that take care of the world's apples you know i, I, I don't necessarily agree with that statement uh okay. <laughs> partially because when you do that the world say the world's apples are now all in washington this is just the example you create a monoculture you're doing all apples all right there and when you create a monoculture you're going to create a lot more issues it's part of the reason why i um choose not to do uh, almond milk that shit tastes amazing. Don't get me wrong. I used it for a long time on protein shakes and overnight oats and just everything I used, almond milk. But what that did is down in California, it's only almond trees. And you go near Sacramento, you see all the almond trees. And the sole pollinator for these are bees. Now, you would think more almond trees, better for the bees. But it's wrong because of that monoculture type deal. The bees are more susceptible to having the, the parasites, the disease and all of this, and they're gonna die off quicker actually. So you actually want some diversity. You want a lot of diversity. It will help us become stronger in everything we have. We'll have more nutrients available for each. Now that apple has more nutrients in it because it's getting a lot more from different things. You know, it, it, we need that diversity. Yeah. I get bringing over the cows from Europe affect things a hundred percent. I'm not saying you're wrong there, but we live in a world now where we need to not go back. We need to modify what we have and make it so it works and we can build it with diversity. I get that. I do get that because they do talk about in this documentary, uh, the, uh, how we have moved more sediment soil than anything in, 
like any historic event, just humans have, um, which is interesting to think, you know, like what, what we have accomplished as, you know, humans uh, on this planet, because to me, I look at, we're destroying it personally in my mind. We are a parasite or some sort of thing moving through space. We go planet to planet, destroy them almost, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's interesting how it is. Uh, Cause you look why like you, you question space travel and why are we going to space? Yeah. It's the unknown. Check it out. It's cool. There's a lot to do up there probably. Um, but two, you, in the back of, I think some people's minds is it is an ex escape plan because we do know what we're doing to this planet. And that's, that's the scary part, I think, with it, is we do know, like, we are getting hotter. These storms, like, our seasons are going away. There's a reason we, like, like that, that affects everything. The apples, it affects the almonds, it affects it all. When, when you don't have a harvest season, a planting season, you're just going to have to start building domes and living inside all the time. 100%, 100%. Um, I full-heartedly agree. Uh, we are destroying this planet and it's a shame. It, it really is a shame. Um, but not to be too much of a downer, um, today because, uh, you know, it is the week of Thanksgiving as this is coming out. Um, and Thanksgiving is typically a time where we share our, uh, thanks to things. And it sure sounds like we're going the opposite way of that today, which is fine. I love these rants about trying to save the world and how climate change is a bigger problem than I think people realize. I'll go down this trail all the time. But it is time for us to share what we are thankful for. So it's yes, it's a top five. We're going to share five things that we are thankful for. Um, I'll, I don't know about Zach here, but I don't really have a numbering system. I just have five things that I'm thankful for. There isn't anything I'm more thankful than the other. Well, I ranked mine because just like all top fives, you know, yeah. you got you to rank them. I'm sorry. I, I, I respect it. I respect it. I just, I couldn't do it. Uh, I just, I see the thankful and I don't want one thing to be more thankful than the other. Uh, when it comes to what I'm thankful for, I guess. <laughs> That's fine. We can judge. Go ahead. Openly judge people, him or me. Exactly. Um, but with that being said, I'll start off since I don't have a ranking system. So we'll save the number one rank uh, thankful thing for Zach at the very end of it. So you'll hear me, then Zach, which is a little different than usual for our top fives. But I'm going to open up. Uh, I'm going to open up with my thankful thing to go back to what we were talking about earlier. I'm thankful that there are people trying to protect the planet, trying to do their part because they're, they're working very hard and they probably get very frustrated with everything that is going on. And honestly, I bet some of them feel like they're getting nowhere. So I'm very grateful and thankful that there are people that devote their life to trying to save the planet and trying to make this a livable and happy place. So um, if any of those wonderful people are listening, I just want to say thank you right now to you because you're doing work that probably is not thanked enough. No, exactly. I, I, I exactly. In that documentary, the, the guy, uh, I believe he's from 
he's from somewhere in the north north yeah he's like northern european i want to say um norway sweden or um maybe yeah somewhere it's northern european that's all i really know denmark maybe i don't know he wakes up saying he's angry and that we should be furious and i you know you're right though in in a sense because you get mad at someone if they go and kill somebody right and you, you you're up in arms you'll protest you'll burn down buildings all that right we've we've seen it over the course of history but when we're doing that to our our own environment it's almost like okay get away with it and i i get it i get the anger i get the frustration that that you said that these people have and i'm glad yes i am super glad that they exist and are fighting for it um i you know i'm glad that there are businesses like dutch brothers here in oregon that they you know like they offer hey do you want a straw and it so that you question oh no i don't need that today i don't you know just question it that's it you know people yeah they'll ask for it but if you if you if you just provide them you let it fall on their lap they're going to start to expect it so if you if you ask them they they might think we'd be more self-conscious too and that's that's a small change that we all can do 100 percent, 100 percent. um number five for you you know my my number five i'm very thankful for the joy uh i see in other people uh when they go to like these places for the first time you know you go to like a redwoods national park and you see the trees for the first time you know like i've been there so when i go with someone who hasn't and to see that like awe and amazement, you're just like, oh my gosh, like, like I knew you would feel that way. Or, oh, I, I like that, like you get this type of way here. You know, uh, you see it in Yellowstone, you see it in Glacier, you see it all on all the national parks and all the cool hiking places. Like we're talking to everyday backpacker, Calvin, he, you know, was like, there was a point where I didn't film, but I was, I almost teared up and cried because it was just so beautiful. and when you get to experience that with other people, that's just, uh, you got, you're thankful for it. You're thankful to do that because that's, that's the true meaning of life. I think. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, that is a pretty cool experience to share with people when they, when they get their eyes opened like that, um, they get to see something, um, you know, it, it takes you back to that childhood joy where you see something for the first time. And as a child, you're just like, oh my gosh, you know, and as a child, it could be as simple as going to the zoo type deal and seeing a lion. That could be a big moment. And we're, you know, as you get older, so you go and you see the mighty redwood. (laughs) That's an amazing moment. So I definitely do. uh, I feel you on that one. And it's definitely a good one to be thankful for um, experiencing. No, I, I love it. I love just when you're with people and they're like, that's old faithful. That's cool. That just does it on its own. Yeah. That's a grizzly bear walking there on the side of the road. I've never seen one of those before. You know, even like Jared, uh, I had to laugh a little bit because to me, I've, I've been taking seeing animals in nature for granted because I force myself to go out to nature, right? So it's like, well, I've seen bears this year, but we're after we saw and i'm i'm convincing him i'm going to get that drone footage of that bear guys don't you worry i will post it on zach of wandering ways i will get it out there um but he 
after that, he's like, man, we've had a really good year. We've seen like six bears this year. And he's like, there was that one, the four in Yellowstone, this one here. And you're like, oh yeah. You know, and I, I thought about that and I was just like, well, yeah, because you don't go out like to these places as much as I do. Like you try to, but you're working or you're busy, you know, life, everyday life gets the most of you. So I, it took me to be like, oh shit, like that is something I need to be more thankful for. Those encounters, those experiences, because I have been taking them for granted. So to see that joy in his, in his voice and his, just him, when he saw that bear, I was like, wow. So yeah, but I'll get that footage, I promise. <laughs> totally. That actually brings a good segue into uh, the next thing I'm thankful for, um, which is just cool shit in nature. I mean, we have a whole segment of it here on the podcast. Um, and I think, you know, yeah, we show stuff every week on it. But, like, how incredible is it that there is all of that stuff out there? That there is so much cool shit out in nature. Whether you are having all of these animal experiences or whether you see just a wicked waterfall or you get some combo where it's just something you don't rare, you rarely see, um, you know, you only see it on a documentary and you got to see it for your own eyes. There's just so much like cool shit in nature out there um, to be seen. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm ex extremely, extremely um, thankful for it. You know, we would uh, not have a whole segment if we didn't have cool shit in nature. So I think as a podcast, uh, I'm thankful for it too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I like that you brought that on and uh, share, have clips for us every week. Cause uh, one, like I was thinking one of the ones, uh, you know, like the icebergs that fall and all the ships by those icebergs and stuff. And I, I think we see TV and we see those icebergs. We don't really actually understand their size because film does not do that kind of stuff justice. And when you saw those, those videos of like those guys flipping that one over or that boat and how tall it was, yeah. I, that when, when they talk about those things melting and how like it'll flood just like the cities of the world, like we don't, we don't realize how much water, fresh water is up there either. Um, it makes me question if we should pump it in to the U.S. or not the U.S., the world. Sorry, guys, I was getting a little selfish there. <laughs> If you're thinking like an American. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 totally. Um, which actually, you know, since we're thankful for it, this could be an awesome time to show this week's cool shit in nature. Since oh, yeah. uh, sure. I'm kind of th so thankful for it. So this week, uh, I've got two. Um, because, you know, why not? Why not, he says. No, I agree. I totally think... This is fun. It's good to see. This is the stuff people want to see on the news. Let's be real. Yeah, 100%. So this one is just a typical avalanche, um, which is really, it's a big avalanche. So if you've never actually like seen one, um, you know, you hear about them, but it's actually really incredible to see just how powerful they can be like this one here in the video we got. It's nuts. And yes. what's scary with avalanches is we are causing more and more uh, in these areas because of the because of the temperatures rising and the melting and people yeah. like I didn't realize uh, like up by Cook City here in Montana 
they, uh, they'll go snowmobiling and avalanches like this will come right down those canyons. Oh, look at all the people at the bottom. Yeah, look at the wind at the bottom. The wind just being pushed from it. That was kind of crazy. <laughs> well, snowmobilers have to wear like GPS survival packs essentially because of avalanche danger because they're going to go ride a snowmobile somewhere where they probably shouldn't because the snow's like that way. 100%. 100%. But it's kind of, you know, there's so much power right there. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. I, I mean, and then at the end, you know, they show the wind and how, like, the people are just getting pushed by this wind, which is just crazy to think, too, that there's just that much power being produced from this. You kind of wish you can almost harness it, you know? That whole tent is gone, and yeah. that's probably why the film cuts right there too oh 100 it's probably a guy probably had an oh shit moment <laughs> so the next one uh is just a picture um but it's a picture of uh the roar borealis um and this one is actually specifically taken in south dakota was this just recent? i think south dakota it might be north dakota was this just recent when they had the like the storm that came down just like a weekend or two ago i wonder uh, I don't know that for sure. Um, you know, most of these things, the cool shit in nature is just when I get like bored and I'm scrolling through stuff and I go, oh, that's pretty wicked. And I save it. <laughs> oh. So um, I can't remember when I found this one to tell you the truth. Uh, it could be, it could not be. Um, but this is a bucket list item is to see the Northern Lights, the Aurora Borealis. I need to. And like they come down in my, because it was Halloween is when they were. And like I was up early enough. It's just like I got to drive out of town and I wasn't wanting to do that, but I should have because like, yeah, I don't know. I like, I want to go experience them up in Greenland or Canada or Alaska where you're kind of under them. Whereas in like Montana, I feel like what people say that have seen them it's like it's kind of in the distance yeah i mean it could be i mean it would just i just want to see them <laughs> do yeah. i want to see them in canada alaska iceland or greenland yeah hell yeah i would but at this point i just kind of i want to see them mostly <laughs> okay fair but i mean i get it i get it it would be uh pretty wicked to We'd rather see it in some cooler places um it gives us a reason to go up to like canada or alaska or iceland probably yeah. yep um thank you wanderers for checking us out uh make sure that you are hitting that like button that subscribe button leaving us a review on the itunes on the spotify's or wherever that you are checking out this podcast today uh, we really appreciate it. Any kind of feedback, uh, we love it. Uh, make sure to check out the YouTube so you can see our uh, beautiful faces instead of just listening to those beautiful voices. But uh, hit the like and subscribe button there too to see all of the fun Wandering Way stuff. Yeah, on the YouTube too, make sure to check out those videos like Mark's amazing 30-day road trip where he lived out of the back of a Jeep. And if you want to commemorate it, go ahead and pick yourself up that Wandering Way swag in the link tree bio, click the swag button. If you're just on YouTube or Google or some sort of thing, go Teespring, 
Facebook.com slash wandering ways. You'll find us. You'll find socks. You'll find shirts. You'll find whatever you want to put our logo on and you can have it for sure. And maybe you only like one of the wandering ways team members here and you want to check out maybe just me personally, because obviously I might be the better one. Uh, check me out. Reverend Marcus on the Instagram on the Twitter. I got some fun stuff there. Hey, and you might be into Jeeps. You could check out my Jeep, the Rougarou. You might be into adventures. Check out Zach of Wandering Ways. Who knows? You can find it all with us at Wandering Ways, the nature podcast. Yeah, let's keep wandering on. Anyways, you're number four. My number four is, uh, I think what I like about nature and I'm very thankful for is the feeling of exploration right so we're out when you're out in nature you're exploring you're you're exactly this right we want to go see the northern lights uh we want to go to iceland we want to go to these cool places and experience them because like what they have to offer what's different what's unique but why people enjoy going there like i don't know it's just fun to do <laughs> yeah right so, like i love it and i'm very thankful for that you know that not everyone has that um, and, and that's something we also need to be mindful of because there are people that are like, cool, it's a tree. I, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but it's a cool tree. Everything, every living thing is cool. Uh, and the thing, new things you can see and experience because the more experiences we have, the more things we do, the better we are. Um, we can learn from those and it's great. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, you know, that, I mean, shoot explorations what got us to this point it was that idea of just let's go see what's beyond whatever um you know we're still seeing it today exploration we're seeing it in space um now we've talked about is that the right or wrong move but that's a different topic but it's still exploration right we're doing it in our oceans we're doing it in jungles you know it's it's exciting to go and explore and see because there is so much out there um to see uh in all of that so i could see why you'd be thankful for exploration yeah no i mean it's 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 good and bad it's and it's fun um take it how you want it but i love seeing new places so i'm gonna go see new places exactly um my next thankful thing uh that i'm thankful for is fungi Oh, of course. I'm, I was curious if this was on your list. Yes. No, fungi. I love me some good fungi. Um, I've talked about uh, a good documentary on fungi, fantastic fungi. I believe it's on Netflix right now. Uh, so make sure if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It is truly, truly amazing. Um, you learn how incredible fungi really is. Uh, the connectedness of it with the mycelium between all the trees and all the other like bacteria um, that sprouted things like and how we're just fungi in everything. It were, it's unknown about it. Uh, it's got a bad stigma behind it, right? Yes, there are psychoactive ones that make you uh, see shit or do weird things, but there are other medicinal ones, right? Um, so there's fungi is super cool underrated and i'm extremely extremely thankful for it um you know i've i've gone uh mushroom hunting all that fun stuff um 
you know, they are really, really cool. And I think we need to use fungi more in a positive way. So um, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for people like Paul Stamets, who's like the fungi guy. Um, he knows so much and he's kind of an amateur scientist. He doesn't have a traditional education. So uh, that's another inspiring story. Um, but fungi, extremely thankful for and make sure you go check out fantastic fungi on Netflix or wherever you can get that documentary because you'll learn a lot more about them and like why I am thankful for them. Well, and what, what like I'm curious about, right, is, is we don't, we don't like to think about us being animals. We really don't, even though we are, right? And animals will go eat things in their area. Um, they'll, they'll pollinate flowers. They'll do this, they'll do that, right? The whole nine. And like, take, take when you eat honey from like your, your local area, um, how it like helps you with your immune, immune system as well as it helps with like allergies. And I take that and, and we don't necessarily think that, like we think a pill or the, me the modern medicine, the man-made medicine will fix us. Um, and we'll, we'll like, we'll take that stuff when it is, it's ground up herbs and whatnot, probably from different places in the, in the world. But when we look at our local areas, uh, the environments we are living in, um, and I think that's something we need to look to because, of, because exactly those mushrooms that do grow in your area that are good for you, that offer those met same medicine powers that are going to ease a headache or eat, do this or do that, right? Or just a little bit of tea that's good for you. Um, I'm curious, I'm curious why we don't look into that as much as we do is if it's, if again, if it goes back to like greed and, and the pharmaceutical companies not wanting that or just lack of knowledge and not wanting to go in it and, or people thinking like, Hey, the church told me psychedelics are bad. So I'm going to just beat that to death. <laughs> so I don't know. I think there, there's a lot of positives that we could get into with, 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 and more than just mushrooms, but mushrooms are a great start because they do have the, the ones that are good for medicine. They do have the ones that we could eat. Like that's healthy. It's a vegetable, right? <laughs> or yeah. what would we classify it as on food? Uh, you know, I think technically it's neither a fruit nor a vegetable. Um, I think it's actually its own classification, um, but they throw it in with vegetables um, because it's the closest thing to it. But they're super good because they got your vitamins, your minerals, and all that stuff in there. Um, and depending on what you get also, which ones, uh, you get some other effects too. Like if you get a lion's mane, that's got some neuroprotective stuff, which is super cool. Um, so it, it kind of varies. But yeah, no, fungi, super cool. Uh, we don't we underutilize them. They have a stigma. Uh, we should be better. But the one thing that with, with fungi that I, I also, Tyler was telling me about, cause he's like, I gotta get into trees, man. I gotta just read this book on trees. But that's how trees communicate with one another too, is growing that stuff. So add that to the, le the layer or level or whatever the heck you wanna call it. Cause I just, I'm like, wait a second. So trees are talking to one another, using that and we're eating this, doing this, using it for this. Like what is going on that we don't know and that we don't care to know because we're not putting the money and efforts towards that. And I think that's 
that's where if we're going to save this planet it's it's understanding how everything works and how we can work with it and and work in harmony once again it sounds like you zach need to watch fantastic fungi as well (laughs) right Uh, but anyways we're gonna keep chuggling on with what we are thankful for so you're number three mountains Uh, i feel (laughs) you like think about it like flat land is great but when you get a mountain yeah they look even better um i don't know they're tall they're cool climbing them are fun dicking around in them are fun you can go there's typically you get the snow you get the all that right so i love the mountains uh Maybe that's because I'm from the mountains, you know, even Albuquerque, you know, New Mexico, I was born down there. There's the San, you know, Sandia Mountains right there in town. Um, Rocky Mountains are pretty great. The Cascade Mountains are pretty good. Like Mount Hood over here in Oregon, like, <laughs> point, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, you're right. Mountains, I mean, shit, they got views. And uh, if you like views, mountains are pretty uh, legit. <laughs> Well, like going up on the bear tooths, like seeing the Neowise comet with my bear like eye, like I could just like, oh, there it is. Oh, point my camera there. Okay, let's set the camera settings. Holy heck, that is cool. That is beautiful. You know, like when you're up on top of them and you're the old, like there's no one around you for miles. It's um, uh, when when you're looking at like mountain goats just sitting up on top of a mountain or bighorn sheep or just these creatures that live at these high altitudes like what the heck this is neat this is yeah. cool i don't know mountains are just great i feel i feel <laughs> it uh mountains are i mean i like mountains uh i've talked about how much i've liked mountains before um you know so anyways next thing i'm thankful for on this uh thankful journey is i'm thankful for national parks Ooh, good one. yeah uh you know national parks pretty sweet thankful for old uh teddy roosevelt thinking that we should set some side some land aside um to one to preserve it as much as we can um and two so that way we as people can enjoy some of the natural beauties of this world and not have to pay $25 for an entrance fee, right? I mean, technically we do, and that money does go to the parks, right? But it's it's different kind of, you know, the intent of it was anybody and everybody can come and see uh, these kind of um, spectacular areas of the world and of our, well, there's ones internationally too, um, but in the United States especially, there's just... I'm so thankful that we have these and we can go um, check these out because there's some pretty slick stuff in these places, whether it's Crater Lake, whether it's the Redwoods, whether it's the Yellowstone, Old Faithful, Glacier, you know, Rocky Mountain National Park, Badlands, uh, all of those places uh, and many, 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 many more. Um, I'm thankful. I'm thankful I've been able to go to a lot of them. Uh, thankful that I got to go to a new one this year in Hawaii. So um, see a volcano that didn't have lava when I was there and now has lava. Um, but, you know, that's part of the gig. Um, but again, 
I'm just extremely, extremely thankful that we have these national parks, that we can go and see them, we can share them with people, and I hope they stick around for the long run. <laughs> I agree, because we had people try and get rid of some. Um, I like I like to add to that the national monuments. Oh, the, yes. The national battlefields and the other national parks places that aren't necessarily parks that they run, you know, the lake shores, because they're leaving those places the way they should be. The BLM lands, the uh, state parks, state lands, state national, national forests, forests, all that, because they are set there to be there to stay there the the one thing is i wish we would just set more aside yeah you know um especially we i i i'm i i want to say in our like oklahoma kansas nebraska those areas because i'm worried another dust bowl will happen and that's not good it's not yeah. necessarily good 100 <laughs> percent Hundred um, percent. My my number two. Right? Yeah. Wildlife. Wildlife and all all animals, right? We, like I even I'll go out here to my parents' farm and see the chickens, right? And you see the just the things, the little joys they have in their lives. The, the like, go to Yellowstone Park. You know, I was talking to my dad, and we were. Uh, they have this picture of these bison and it's on my it's on my social medias it's it's they're walking in a line headed up the mountain um in the snow and there's this 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 girl bison she she got in line and then she realized oh shit this isn't the line i'm supposed to be in and starts booking it towards us in the car and then runs around the car and catches up to like the group she was supposed to be with and you could see the interaction with her head and the way they bob their heads to talk and kind of communicate non-verbally with one another. <laughs> like, oh, guys, I did not mean to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. just the fact that, you know, we look at buffalo, we, we, we try to eliminate the buffalo on this continent and to, to almost treat them like they're no better than us or we're better than them. And, and in reality, to, to see a moment like that with, with, with such a special creature, you're, you're just like, oh. and we like to think we're better than you. Um, I, like, I like like the Native American way of living too, where we took what was enough. You know, we would, yes, we had mass killings of bison where we would run them off cliffs, but that would be for the season. They would dry the meat out into jerkies and, and meats and proteins that we could have all season long and feed the families and build the houses. Um, but we also, there was also still 6 million estimate. I was six or 600 million bison on this continent at one point. I, I don't know the number. I have to relook it up. It's been a minute since I've done my research on the bison. Could be 60. I know there's a six. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, no, it's good. I like wildlife because, like, even the bears coming across these bears and seeing them. And if you've ever spooked an animal, especially a wild animal, when like they don't think they know you're you're there, and you don't think they know they're there, and you have those interactions, those are fun moments. 
or those moments when you can just sit there and watch them do that thing. Like I saw a fox hunt voles and mice under the snow. That was to be able to sit there for like an hour and just watch him do that from yeah. a safe distance. Like you're, you just gotta be thankful for that because the wildlife can teach us many things. 100%, you know, extremely uh, unthanked uh, our wildlife, you know, they, uh, a lot of times people just think cacao and they're like, we're good, right? Regardless of what, what kind of wildlife it is, it's just cacao and let's uh, on to the next, which is sad. Um, You know, we need them. Uh, We need them and they're cool. They're super cool. So I could see why one would be thankful for uh, wildlife. Yeah. Uh, my last thing on my thankful list um, is kind of wildlife, um, I guess. You can say this. Um, I've talked about it a wee bit before. Um, and if you do know me, you, knew, you know that this is near and dear to my heart. Um, but I am extremely, extremely thankful for bees. Yeah. They're, uh, you know, they are dying at an alarming rate. Um, And I want to emphasize the term alarming uh, because I don't think a lot of people understand the importance of bees. Um, I was, I took an environmental health class back when I was in my undergrad and I was forced to write a whole paper on colony collapse disorder. And that was the moment that I realized like, whoa, whoa. Bees are pretty damn important, um, and we need to keep these guys around. <laughs> did, did you, how did you feel about bees before that point? Uh, you know, I was kind of like, eh, you know. Um, oh, so it really just. I, you know, I wasn't like, I wasn't like, screw them, and I wasn't like, I like them. I was just like, bees are bees. You know, they make honey, and honey's pretty sweet. Um, but no, it, it was a huge, huge shift over, you know. of U.S. agriculture alone is partly because of the bee, right? There are farms in China that hire people with paintbrushes to pollinate them like a bee would because there are no bees in China. Um, I think it was Great Britain stole bees from like Norway because they ran out of bees you know um if you like almonds if you like avocados um there's so many different things that the sole pollinators are honey bees and so there's so much that we use bees for not just honey not just those pretty flowers in a garden like there are a lot of things that bees are uh used for and they definitely do not get enough um, credit, partially because of those dickheads of wasps and yellow jackets that don't pollinate, but bees get thrown into the same category and everyone's like, well, smash it, smash it, smash it, because they sting me. Um, but no, if it's a honeybee, save that little guy's life. If it's a yellow jacket or wasps, go ahead. It's bad PR for the bees. <laughs> yeah. We've saved a few bees in our day. Yeah. I don't know if you have uh, with me. We will, There was the one, there was one down in, uh, we were in Monument Valley. He, yeah. fell, he fell into something and we picked him up, put him in the flower and he had all the pollen on him. Yep. And then we had uh, 
me and Jared were boating on a on a my canoe one time and we caught a few and we put them in the boat and then on shore let them go because they were really wet because the rainstorm came but uh yeah bees are <sighs> bees are very important like you know how I feel about the wolves in Yellowstone bring them back right because it brought back the bees to healthy numbers like yeah, a thing that was nearly extinct, like it might go away to healthy numbers because you brought back one species. Just saying. Yeah, we need bees. Um, if if you don't think so, then you're wrong. Um, we need the bees, and they're dying at an alarming rate. So we need to get on top of our shit and uh, not kill off all the bees. So uh, I have a bee tattoo on me. Uh, I want another bee tattoo um i also want like a hive uh, i just want all the puns for bees right now i have the bees knees i also want i want to get a bee tattoo about right here on my chest so it could be a booby um and then i'm going to get like a hive on my arm worth all the all the different bees going to it there you go i like so, it there you go yeah but bees are super important and i'm thankful for them uh, I went to Chipotle not too long ago and I got guac and as I was getting my guac, he said, uh, it's extra. And I said, yeah, but we should thank a bee. So, um, we need bees. So let's get moving on. Uh, save those. I'm thankful for it. Zach. Honestly, that's probably why it's extra is they need the pay to have the bees come do it because they've done such a bad job keeping the bees alive. Yeah, probably. Um, my number one, and, and it probably no surprise to any of you, is fishing. I love fishing. You can catch fish, um, and it's just relaxing. It's peaceful. You know, you're, you're doing something. You're casting, reeling, casting, reeling, casting, reeling, right? Doing stuff like that all day long. Um, and, and then I think, too, because I don't like eating the fish, so I throw them back a lot. So that, like, struggle of, like, I got to keep this thing alive because I don't want to kill it. And then when they do die, the like guilt of like, I have to eat this thing now because I, I, I killed it. Um, so, so I like that. <laughs> it, it makes me question myself uh, in this, in this environment. And I don't know, it's, it's enjoyable. It's something me and Jared do all the time. Uh, Matt, you know, I tried to take him fishing, but he just ends up fishing on Tinder so <laughs> you know what i mean like this guy uh i love it it's it's peaceful I, it takes you to so many places you know i've been on so many bodies of water um and water fresh water is very important and clean water is very important part of those clean systems is fishing um like sealy take sealy for example the pike are an invasive species there in sealy so you got to catch them and take them out of that water or they'll, they'll take over um and i think that's another thing that we need to look at is our, our, our bodies of water and how we can fix them because there's a lot of invasive species in all our bodies of water. So again, going back to your diversity being a good or bad thing, right? It's good to have diversity. I'm curious, is this is something that we need to reverse or change, right? Do we need to say, okay, yes, we can keep these native and non-native species together in these climates, right? Take the, the mongoose kind of things that we saw in Hawaii. You know, those are non-native. Those uh, pheasant birds as well uh, weren't, weren't native. Um, but 
are they serving a purpose that is good for them, them there in that environment there? Because I think there are some of those in places and animals and plants and uh, comes back to fishing and I love fishing, so. <laughs> I dig it. I yeah. dig. Um, anyways, that's gonna kind of, you know, it wraps it up and it's honestly pretty good timing um, because we are getting to that point. Um, we're probably like just at it. We can go a little bit longer if we needed to. Um, but we are kind of at that point where I'm going to be the guy and uh, I'm going to bring us into our final words. Um, so final words, my guy. Um, the final words that I have uh, for you guys today is to just really think about what we as individuals can do in our daily lives to change. Just one little thing, you know, um, you know, whether that be, I'm not going to get straws. Oh, I'm going to be that person in Montana that takes a reusable bag into this store and get judged for it. You know, because you do that here in Oregon, you're not judged, but you go to some of those Midwestern states, they judge you. And it's like, why? Like, I just because I don't want a plastic bag, I'm going to, I'm bringing my own bag. I'm going to reuse it. You know, there's no point to have millions of bags when you can just have one. Um, and I think that's that laziness and again, that stuff falling onto our laps that we've become accustomed to, you know, maybe it is denying the straw um, at a restaurant or just taking, you know, one or two napkins at a time and not just the whole stack because I'm going to go throw them away. You know, it's the little, little, little things that we can control that if everyone did it or enough people did it, that there would be differences made. So what is that little thing you can do. And that's what I'm gonna leave us on this week. I dig it, I dig it. Um, reverence, final words of wisdom. Um, since it is the thankful week, I'm just gonna come out and say, like I always do, I am extremely thankful for all of our wanderers. Each of you guys listening each and every week, um, you know, I'm extremely thankful. We wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. Um, so again, thank you guys so much. You guys are amazing and wonderful. Uh, I want to keep that rolling. You know, just go out there and think something. Uh, be grateful. Write down three things you're thankful for today after listening to this. Um, it's good to practice gratitude. Uh, there's a lot of cool studies on gratitude and what it does to your brain. Um, so go ahead, check that stuff out. Um, I don't think you'll hate it if you're thankful for things and are grateful for different things. So, um, you know, that being said, everybody, peace out. Bye.